Welcome to another London Scotty Radio interview. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Discover Dogs event in October 2017 here at the awesomely big XL London. And I'm joined by uh, Stex Welfare Officer, Kaz Marshbank. First of all, a big hello to you. Hello, George. Thank you for uh, doing this interview. It's a pleasure. Tell us, first of all, if you may, you've got a little pen here, about the size of about four phone boxes uh, in width. And um, you've got several dogs and several people. It's, it's, it all looks a bit claustrophobic, but I know everyone's got the pretty much the same sort of space. They're smaller dogs than Labradors, but is it proving to be a bit of a, a hard go at the moment? Uh, it is because it's so busy today. This show, this event is much busier than last year. Uh, but I'm saying that last year, like this year, has been non-stop since the doors opened at 10 o'clock. We've done nothing but chat to people. We pick the dogs up so people can stroke them, feel them. Our arms start to wait before. I sometimes think I should have had an extra wee to fix this morning. Uh, but it's just so good that there's so many people interested in about uh, dogs. And more people wanted to adopt dogs rather than go out and buy new puppies, which is good news for us. I'll have to find out whether this interview is being sponsored by Weetabix, but we'll come to that later. So you've got um, one, two, three, is it three dogs in here? Yeah, we brought three Scotties with us today. All these Scotties are the, what we adopted ourselves through the rescue scheme, mainly because the, we know the dogs, we know that they have to be handled, but hopefully nobody's going to get bitten this, uh, this time. Uh, the thing is, when we fetch a new dog into rescue, uh, it can be a little bit unpredictable, this environment will be so frightening for them, so it's not a good idea to fetch a dog down that's looking for a home. So hence, you know, these are all tried and tested dogs. They've been through this event now for about the past four years. Right, okay. And so basically it's not a pet shop. You can't come along and say, please, please, can you uh, part with this dog? Can we have them? No, we might be tempted with your little golden older there, Marge. Get your checkbook out, three million, Steve might be happy. No, seriously, we wouldn't part with her. We adopted Marge in um, 2005. She was an ex-breeding puppy farm bitch. Um, she was probably about five years old when we took her in, so that's, you know, she's a good 15 years old now. Uh, she doesn't walk very well because she's got deformed front legs. She's very long in the body for a Scotty. But she's just such a genuine character. She loves people. She loves children. And everybody, when they come to the house to pick up a rescue dog, they always see Marge and they think, I want to take that dog home. They really do, you know, fall in love with her. Uh, so Marge, you know, she's a good uh, mascot for, for Stex. Uh, she's been to Crooks as well as Discover Dogs. Uh, she's also been to Glam's Castle last year and down to Wales um, to the Burns uh, dog food event. We've also brought Robbie, uh, who came to this event last year. He's a young dog. Uh, about three months ago, he's totally unrecognisable now. Three months ago, he had no hair. He looked more or less like a Chinese crested dog. From the shoulder back, totally hairless. Uh, he went onto a new drug, Cyclobance, which has definitely helped his skin problem. And such a different dog from this time last year and, and from three months ago. And we've also got Oliver, who's the uh, best part of 14 years old. He's uh, quite happily being um, cuddled there by Susie. Susie from Stex and London Scotty Club. That's right, it. she's yeah. one of our members. She is. A uh, good um, ambassador uh, for our society. With um, Oliver, he has a, a problem where he wobbles. He looks like he's drunk. He has. A, I saw this on the ground earlier, yes. That's it. He has a, a brain issue. He was born with it. It's, it's uh, CA. And the 
um, joints don't get the signals from the brain quick enough, so he looks like he's drunk all the time. But it doesn't stop him jumping on the settee. Uh, doesn't stop him doing anything in life. He's not in pain, and you know dogs with this problem always tend to get to a good age. So he's four, he's about fourteen. So. Is it is it quite a rare condition, CA? Uh, it is a rare condition, but it is more prone in Scotties. I think one of the main reasons is when the dogs are being born, they actually get a lack of oxygen. They get stuck in the birthing channel because of the long pointed nose of the Scotty and the high forehead. The bitches, when they self-whelp, do struggle. And this could be one reason. It could also be genetic as well with them. But his little brother who came in to rescue at the same time, he didn't have this problem. You know, he was fine, but unfortunately, uh, Jill and Paul lost him about 18 months ago due to another cancer. Now, with regard to uh, Oliver here, did I just see a tear come from his eye? I saw a little droplet of water literally come down the side of his eye. Oh, you bet he Oh, it, yeah. you know, that was such an emotional moment, yeah. folks. It, I can't convey it in words in an audio recording, but that was something I didn't expect. Totally, un, uh, totally unpredictable moment there. Let me just see the moisture from the side yeah. of his eye. He, he, he definitely had a little tear drop down. Yeah. He probably knows we're talking about it. He's becoming a bit self-conscious. So, with, with Oliver here, um, presumably, as he's a rescue dog, he's 14 years old, just working the maths back, if he's had this condition since, since childhood or since, since his birth, yeah. then presumably whoever owned the dog previously um, was aware of this situation and tried to look after him. Do you know what the yeah. story was? With this, uh, with Oliver and his uh, brother, who was called OJ, um, they came in as actually cruelty cases by the RSPCA. The dogs were actually um, kept in squalid conditions by a dog hoarder up in Cumbria. It was a big um, issue which was in the press. It was a place called Silverdale, just outside the Lake District. Right, so we can name this. We, this is yeah, right. Um, these dogs came out of the house. There must have been about 45 dogs in there. The photographs, absolutely awful conditions. Wire cages on top of one another, full of excrements. The dogs um, had water withheld. Um, just absolute horrid, squalid conditions. The RSPCA took the dogs in and they had to keep them as a ward of court. Um, it was probably about 10 months before the cases came. These were only young puppies when they actually went into the RSPCA. We got them out of there, we worked closely with the RSPCA and we took them on. And the dogs were about 18 months old when we took them, which was back in, I think, 2005, if memory serves me right. Um, two little brothers, uh, Oliver and um, OJ. OJ was very good at a fly ball dog, um, did agility. Jill and Paul worked very well with him, and I'm sure Oliver would have loved to do that, but his condition is CA, just uh, you know, held him back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And um, the the so all three dogs here all looked after, apart from a three million pound check. You, you won't accept. A, can I do two nine nine? No. Uh, okay. Okay. No. Okay. The dogs are absolutely adored. They are. They are. We're all volunteers for specs. Of course. Uh, Jill and Paul, I met them. They came to a garden party. They were actually looking for a Scotty and they said, oh, perhaps we can't take a Scotty on because we actually work all day. Uh, but we are, you know, they were real dog lovers. They've just lost two old dogs. And um, I said, there's nothing stopping having a dog as long as you can get somebody to walk them at the lunchtime. And Jill and Paul actually took them on and actually put them in doggy daycare. Costing more than what it, uh, it, cost, it cost to put children in nursery. 
they took the dogs on with that and the dogs loved that attention that they had during the day and then Jill and Paul as soon as they picked them up on the way home from work had the dogs with them all evening all weekend and as I say got got OJ up to a good agility dog now there's a lot of dogs here there's obviously a lot of people here I guess a lot of that converts into interest so you've had a lot of people coming to the stand definitely people who've had Scotties in the past looking for another Scotty people who just you know genuine interesting dogs you know with, with Scotties you know people say oh they're so cute such an iconic shape of dog so we always get lots of attention at these events and in terms of the sort of supply and demand at the moment um, are you finding that demand is outstripping supply it is at the moment we do have a lot of people on the waiting list yeah. um, some of those people unfortunately will be waiting an awful long time because it's such a specific requirement that they're looking for, i.e. that they need to have a, a female dog and they want something that's under two years old and it's quite rare. We do get female dogs in but it's very rare that we get one under two. Uh, we get a lot of boys in around about the 18 month age bracket but if for whatever reason they won't take a boy then they're still waiting for the girls to come in. And also, if they've got you know young children in the house and the dogs won't get on with young children, there's lots of different elements that have got to be weighed up when we're trying to place the dog in the right home. Because what we like to do is to get them matched on paper, then introduce the people and the dogs together. Um, if the people have got another dog in the house, we've got to make sure those dogs are going to gel before the adoption process can go ahead. What we do do is work with the people. If we do take a dog on, we work with the people, if for any reason the dog's not settling or the people aren't happy with the dog, the dog must always come back to Steks. And um, there's a lot of factors that you therefore have to work through before you're satisfied that this is the right home for that dog. Oh definitely, we, we like to make sure that the people uh, understand the breed. Uh, most people who come in for a Scotty, they've had a Scotty before, so they do know what the terriers are like, yeah. little terrorists at times. Um, <laughs> But it's also making sure that the people have got the time for the dog, that they've got a safe environment to keep the dog in. So once we've passed all those procedures of the home check, we can then start the process of matching the right dog to the right family. Now you painted a picture there, a profile of somebody who wants a, a young female dog, a bitch, two years of age. Do you, When you hear requests like that, which are very specific indeed, do you ever get suspicious? Sometimes, because the people are thinking, yeah, let's get the dog, we want to make money out of it. For some people, it is, it is a genuine requirement in the fact that they've only ever, ever had a female dog. They've never had a male dog. And some people are so specific and they don't want to breed off it. They're quite happy that the dog is spared. The main suspicion is when, when we tell the people on the phone, oh, yes, we've got a dog, but it's spared. And they go, the phone goes quiet, the line goes dead, basically. And we know then that the people definitely want the dog for breeding from. Okay. okay. Oh, thank you for that, Bart. Well, thank you very much, Kath uh, Marshbank from Stex, for joining us for the uh, interview. This is George Matlock for London Scotty Radio, XL London.